Hello and welcome. You're listening to My Foreign Husband Podcast. Hello and Labas. Welcome back. I'm Emily, born and raised in Ohio, and this is my husband. Careless. No, say it the right way like we learned in the first episode. No, Careless. Careless from... Ukraine. No, Lithuania. Um, well, welcome back, everyone. We are on episode three. Can't believe we made it here. We weren't even sure we were going to get past episode one, but we're having fun. And honestly, I'm learning a lot more about you, and I'm pretty excited about it. So today, we're going to be talking about Eurovision. So I can't wait to dig into that, because that's something new that I've been brought into the world of Eurovision, but you grew up with Eurovision. So We'll get to, we'll dig into that. Um, but first, we have a sponsor for today. Woohoo! So, our first sponsor ever. Um, so, our sponsor today is Nordgreen. So, Nordgreen is a Danish owned, um, ethically made Scandinavian classic watch company. And so, their watches are super pretty. Um, they sent me one. And what was cool about it, is that it came in a sustainable, eco-friendly packaging, which is awesome because the day we're filming this is actually um, Earth Day. And um, it's just cool because they, you know, they give back to the environment. They partner with global NGO companies and charities across the world. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's super cool. So, if you want to get your own Nordgreen watch, you can click the link in the description of this podcast and you can use the promo code pilots w for 15% off um and you can feel good about it you know all their straps are interchangeable so you could buy a couple different straps to make it you know look different they have vegan ones it's just really pretty cool um watches so thanks nordgreen and like i said information in the bio description and you can click on there and use pilots w for 15% off thank you sponsors okay so I want to jump into one of my favorite stories that I've ever learned about you, um, which is so foreign of you. So, Careless, when he was in college, his first year of college, right? Yes. Before I met you. Yes. He decided to join choir. Now, you probably did choir in high school, right? Well, I did choir since I was seven. Yeah. I did the whole academy Yeah, Carlos was in a music academy. He music learned, genius here. Yeah, he he played the piano, was, like, what, did, what did you sing? Were you an alto, what are they called? I sang everything. Oh. All the parts. Okay, so you were passionate about singing. I'm sure you did it in high school, which in high school you just, like, sign up for it and you're Yeah, in. it was free. Yes, so <laughs> Carlos assumed it was the same thing for college. Now, choir... Things like that aren't just, like, something you join, like, a club or something. It's, like, it's an actual course you take. But Careless didn't sign up for it. He just went. Well, so I, first year in college, I didn't know anyone. I was already, like, ex- that was, like, my big part of my life was to be part of this. So I was, like, okay, the college has a choir. I'll give it a shot. So I actually did audition. I went to the actual process. Yeah. I you didn't bought sh- a tux. Well, that came after when I yeah, got... Yeah, I'm just saying you were, like, invested. Like, you auditioned, you bought a tux. Yeah, so one audition, I actually sang them, a, like, a Lithuanian song. I got, like, the score sheets from, like, somewhere. I dug them out. 
Really? And, like, I auditioned, and I got accepted. But I thought it was all just, like, you know, you... Because I, I almost auditioned to the Tabernacle Choir, right? Is that what it's called yeah, in Utah? Yeah, the Mormon Tabernacle the, the, Yeah, I didn't know what they were about. Yeah. But um, I auditioned, I got in, and I started going to the practice, which was in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you scheduled your classes around it around it yep yep because it was like twice a week or something not knowing it was a class itself and they start taking attendance and i just never was cold and you probably never said anything because that's who you are no yeah i wanted to blend in for sure because i was already like out of comfort zone it was like i didn't know anyone there like i didn't have any friends that would like drag my ass there so So, i don't understand how did you like know when the class was, like, the announcements, like, so, that's all done when you register and it's online. Like, I don't understand how you I just think, showed up. I think when they said that I was accepted, I I was treating it like a, uh, like, after-school activity almost. Like, yeah. it was, like, a, something that, like, you do as a club, but it wasn't a club. No, it was, like, an actual So, they, when they gave me a schedule and say, these are the days And it didn't practice. say in it, like, this is the course number to register? No, it didn't say the course number. And, like, don't you have to pay fees or something? I certainly did not pay tuition for it. Like, I know! Because it was, like, worth, like, a couple credits. But, I mean, I didn't know that, so they, uh, pen- I'm pretty sure they penciled me in, because I wasn't, like, on the roster sheet, which I thought it was just normal. Like, Honestly, that's on the teacher as well, for not for knowing you were there every day and not realizing you were in the court. The yeah, class. and I I went and bought their, like, talks that they wanted to do for performances, and I was, like, full invested. Like, I was, like, spending money for to be in this thing. Except for tuition. Except for tuition. And uh, I went and performed with them, and I did the whole semester. And I think right when, like, semester finished, I met you. And I think... Mm. No, no I yet. didn't meet you your freshman year. I was a year after you. So I probably did two semesters then. Yeah. Like I did. Year. I think I did full year, because then I didn't do that again. Because I think I realized that I committed Wait, a crime. How, he wasn't a crime. <laughs> but how did you realize that it was an actual class? Um, I realized that actually probably much later because I looked at my transcript mm-hmm. and, um, or how did it go? Like, did they have an exam or something? Like, how did you figure out that it was a course that you were supposed to have registered for? I don't know. But I also didn't get credit for college, like, degree. Like, yeah. that was not on my transcripts. But that it was so a college. Because I went back and looked, and it was listed as, like, a 1,200 yeah, course. Yeah, it just you know? cracks me up that you joined this, you paid money and, for it, and you ended up And I think I figured once I was, like, once I started meeting people in the choir... I realized that they were all music majors Did that you just would play do dumb? it. No, but I think I like I met a lot of people and they most of them were doing this as a credit for their music degree that they yeah. were going for. Like UVU had a music education, and I was just aviation major doing this for. I thought it was for fun and like a club. Well, I mean, club. it is for fun, but you were supposed to pay tuition for it. Because credit. at the same year, I actually volunteered and helped a comedy, co- uh, like uh, <laughs> there was a stand-up comedy club, and there was no, that was an actual yeah, club. club. I signed up outside in the courtyard when they had like a club, you know, rush. Was that the same thing for a choir? No, it wasn't. <laughs> <You> just <found laughs> I just saw the flyer for auditions, and I went. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was so confused. So I did help the I I volunteered with the uh, comedy club, like the stand up club, 
and that was after like that was like just like a meet once yeah. a, a week and you know perform but the choir thing was like more consistent and right. i remember yeah, like the director was yeah and i remember the director was like you have to be there like it like he made it it's part of your grade yeah but that was never <laughs> that never word that grade never came up so i never really knew but then i think over time i learned like people were graded and like there was attendance and all that stuff okay but why did you not continue like why didn't you sign up i don't know why year? i didn't continue i think because it was were you so embarrassed no, I didn't give. I didn't care about that. But I think, um, I just because I had to sign up and pay for it, I didn't like have yeah, all my money you went were, to like, flying. So, you were pretty cheap before. Well, and all my money went to flying, so there yeah. was not like I was like gonna spend, you know, uh, tuition on choir yeah. when I was like trying to. I just remember pay for flying. when we first met you, and we would all like hang out with our roommates and stuff, and we'd go to Zupa's, which is a popular like soup sandwich and salad place in Utah and we'd always want to all go and you're like sandwiches I could make that at home you're like I'm not spending money on that like, I still you didn't not. spend money on anything I still am the same way like if but I, your I don't, sandwiches oh, I don't want to go to Italian restaurant I can make pasta at home I know your sandwiches <laughs> though are very good know. you know that you're the sandwich king if you ever come to our house Careless has to make you a sandwich there so good um but speaking of food Today, I am going to be trying the Lithuanian beet soup. What's it called, though? Um, it's called Shaltibarshche. Okay. So, so I, shal- I tried this before, yeah. and I didn't like it. But Why didn't you not like it? I don't like beets. Okay. And I think they taste like dirt. So I don't like anything that has beets in it. So that's one thing. But now I'm, I actually made it myself. I got the recipe from Carolus's mom. And now I think I know why I don't like it even more. It's because the base is buttermilk, which I don't like butter and I don't like milk. So I especially don't like buttermilk. It's just so thick and gross to me. So, but it has nothing to do with the fact that soup is cold? Yeah, I don't know. So Carol's is going to go grab it. It's a cold soup that you warm up potatoes and put hot potatoes in there. Mm-hmm. But basically what's in it and of course it's like a little bit different variety or variation for each person just like any kind of typical recipe is so the one that carol's mom gave me um it's a base of buttermilk which once again ew (laughs) and then it has english cucumber dill fresh dill two boiled eggs beets that are grated and what else did i put in there that's it that sounds right um and then you have it all chill in the fridge together it's served cold and like we said you put the hot potatoes in it yes. so already doesn't sound appealing to me but there's this... and why is there boiled eggs in it so random it's just good so let's take it back for a second i grew up having lunch as like the main course yeah that's like a europe thing that's like, like yeah. dinner is big in america but not in but europe. like lunch was like two course so there was there was always an entree but the soup was always included like my grandma was never i was never allowed to eat entree unless i ate the soup there was Mm -hmm. a soup every day of my life yeah which is funny because i do make a lot of soups too and and i always are like i'm okay like i'm picky and i was still very picky with the soup i didn't like beets and this soup that you made is cold i actually really liked it but it does come in a version of hot Mm -hmm. and i hated it like it was just like is it like the same thing like buttermilk i assume so it's just hot mm, but yeah, i mean I i'm sure you probably good. boil it because you didn't have to boil it right anything no no yeah it was like except for like boiling milk. the beets 
Yeah, but yeah, so I, it was different. I talked to my mom and she said that my stepdad hates the cold version that you made. And my yes, all your, all your the stepdad, European. I remember bonding with him, saying like, "We don't like this soup," so yes. I'm not looking forward to this again. All the I will tell you this that all of my family's significant others pretty much hate the cold version. Yeah. Um, but that's the only one I can like. I actually enjoy. Yeah. Well, when I was so before I asked your mom for the recipe, I was just kind of like searching to be like, "What are the ingredients of this?" So as I was ordering for the grocery store, and like people freaking love the soup. It is like a phenomenon in Lithuania like people are like I love obsessed it. they're like and it looks this pretty it's soup. it's a cool color it is pretty but i don't know it doesn't smell be good fine. because buttermilk dill uh, and why is there why is there two boiled eggs it's so rich i now. like it cuz you like you it's like if you i get eat a it. chunk of yolk i'm going to freak out <laughs> cuz i hate yolks like when i make scrambled eggs i prefer like egg whites like i don't like and even boiled eggs i pick it out and I just eat the egg white so if I get a little chunk of that but I'm not gonna be able to tell because it's gonna be purple Ooh. it's gonna be great I'm excited I'm excited okay. that you all made it by yourself I was on a trip gone for four days yeah, so I had to you make it myself it so hopefully your you're gonna ha- and that's another thing I'm gonna be trying it giving my reaction live and then you're gonna have to let me know if it's like tastes good like how you're you're known you're you knew it or from like your mom or grand grandparents so yeah I don't know. I just mixed it all. I literally, it said chop everything up, mix it together, chill it. So that's what I did. Yeah, it's easy. So, and okay. It's good. Let's go summer. grab it, and then I'm going to try it. Okay. We are back. I just ran and got the soup out of the fridge and the potatoes out of the oven, or microwave. And Careless just peeled them and dropped it right into the cold soup. Oh and God. then you it sniffed it. It smells just like a bromish kiss. Oh, it's so a, good. A what kiss? My village. <laughs> A Bromish case? Yeah. What is it's that? It's where the village was at. A, it sounds like you're saying like a Bromish like kiss. No, that's just the name of the town. <laughs> okay, so did we break it up? So yeah, you break your potato in like smaller chunks that you can, you know, actually put in your mouth. So it kind of smells... Like this one, I have like egg yolk. No, egg white. Egg white, yeah. And like a potato and like a cucumber. And, and I'm going to post on my Instagram so you guys can like see what it looks like. But... Oh my god, it I'm smells so it's it just smells not so like. refreshing. Yes, like, it does smell very like summery. Yeah. yeah. And it and I do like dill a lot, so it smells like very dilly. So, okay. So I'm gonna try to I get would my say reaction. Get like a cucumber, a okay. potato. I gotta, um, oh, there's scallions in it too. Okay. That's the other thing. Um, okay. Here, if you don't have oh, a cucumber, do here's my bite. Just no, take I have this. a I have a cucumber. You have an egg? I'm finding an egg. No egg white and a potato. Okay, so I'm trying it to give my reaction. You're trying it to see if it tastes like a tradition, traditional Lithuanian dish. No, don't record me. <laughs> it's fun. Okay, I'm scared. It's all good. Because I know what's in it, so now I'm scared. It's all delicious. It smells so good. Oh, and salt and pepper. Is yeah, it? well, duh. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why I don't like it initially is because I can taste the beets. I just don't like beets. They taste like dirt to me. How do I taste beets? I do. I just tried it, and it honestly tastes just like Lithuania. Like, you nailed the recipe. Thank you. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of myself. So, okay. It's not... It tastes better than what I remember. Mm-hmm. But all I'm tasting is the beet. 
I don't taste the beet though. But I you really like don't. I mean, I'm not gonna straight up eat a beet. I don't like, and I hated the cold version of this. But for some reason, like this warm version. Warm, yeah. The cold version is just so good because there's that warm potato and it's just so delicious. Yeah, so it, it is better than what I remembered. Uh, we'll give it to our neighbors and see what they yeah, think. Yeah, so here's the thing. It doesn't, I don't taste buttermilk, okay. which I thought I would. Mm-hmm. I'm not really tasting dill. And I used a whole bunch of dill on it. You could put a bit more. But I used a whole bunch of it. Like a fresh thing. Oh, the cucumber is so good. Yeah, the cucumber is so crunchy. Um, oh, yum. Yeah. Tell I me this. Know. Of all the recipes you've made so far that are Lithuanian, mm-hmm. on this, you know, how hard was this? Oh, it's easy. You just chop everything up. Oh, perfect. Then you can make it more. So. <laughs> the cucumber tastes good with it. Well, what if you may- maybe next time put less beets and it'll still carry like the flavor of everything else? I'm wondering like. Since I bought so many you... beets for this recipe, which there was I know, a there was na- like national out- shortage. Yeah, I was like, where are all the beets? We could not find them at Walmart, Target, Kroger. We could not find them anywhere. Um, okay, yeah, it's, it's actually not bad. It could maybe use a little more salt. Sure, yeah. I don't know. I'm like thinking because it's very savory. I'm wondering if it would but taste... But it's refreshing. Cause I, I could yes. even like a little bit colder. Mylan, no. Leave it. Like I'm wondering because your mom said you could add, um, I think, sour cream to it. And I saw another recipe that said you could do half buttermilk, half yogurt, like Greek yogurt. Yeah. So I'm wondering if I would like it better if I used Greek yogurt as the base. Mm-hmm. And then I wonder if there's a different substitute I could use for the beets, like turnips radishes i don't know maybe like it'd be fun to mess around the recipe but i will put the recipe in the notes of this podcast as well and if you try it please let us know because validate me yeah because carol (laughs) thinks it's good it's not bad if you like beets you would love it um and it uh, the cucumber is good it's very chill chill taste but yeah i'm curious what you guys think um yeah it's always interesting to try different Lithuanian stuff. I still think my favorite thing is the kugelis, which is that potato casserole that we make with the bacon sauce. That's always good. Yeah, and it's a easy. good one. And, and yeah, it's easy. Um, okay, we're going to jump into Eurovision. So, Eurovision is a singing competition in Europe. It's very popular. All the European countries pretty much participate, but also Australia. I don't... We'll talk about that. Yeah. Um... But I had never heard of it before, and a lot of Americans haven't heard about it unless they were, like, exposed to it by someone they know that's European or something. Um, So I hadn't hadn't heard about it before until we started dating. But even then, Well, I never got into it, but yeah, so I've known about it since, like, 2014, probably. Um, And then I would say probably a lot of people in America are familiar with it now because of that movie that came out with um, Will Ferrell last year. Mm Mm-hmm. Or it was like showing the European competition. It was really funny. It's a good movie. If you haven't seen it, check it out. So I think it got a little more popular. Um, but we really got into it last year together because the Europe or sorry, the Iceland nomination, Detti. <laughs> um, we were obsessed with his song. It's called Think About Things. You guys, you have to listen to it. It's freaking hilarious. You have to watch him. Yes, because the it's... video's so funny. So we became really big daddy fans. We bought his um and his name really is Daddy. We looked it up. We're like, is it Dati or like Tati or something? But we looked it up and someone pronounced it. It is Daddy. So he is our Daddy. And 
Um, we really liked him. We, like, got really obsessed with him, and we bought tickets for his show, but then the pandemic hit, so that got postponed. Um, we follow him on Instagram, we watch all of his videos, and we are rooting for him again this year. Um, so we hope he wins. We love, we love him. He's awesome. Hopefully we'll get to see him in person. Yeah, we still have our tickets, so hopefully the concert happens at some point, but, um, he's really cool, so you should check him out. Maybe I can put the video link from last year. It's hilarious. Like, definitely watch it. So I would say I probably got into it last year. Okay. Like, in all reality, um, for 2020. Um, what but else? You, but you grew up watching it, right? Like, it was, is it like, like watching the Olympics or something? I think, yes. I think for you, like, probably like watch for you guys it's like watching a super bowl like the whole yeah. country watches like all the states i feel you know they don't participate but well i guess that's a little bit different like olympics is probably like a good yeah scale it's for it because it's countries. multiple countries and you guys all like we all watch at the same time yeah can you explain like how it goes so like you get nominated for your country so each, to represent your country yeah absolutely so each country they have their own a, like little competition yes within their own country so yeah. They go through whatever they, how they choose to do it. Usually yeah. it's in the spring. Um, and then each country nominates themselves, mm-hmm. their one performer. Yeah. And sends it off to the competition that happens usually around May. Yeah. Um, and then then they all have a song that they had selected. Which the songs can only be three minute, three minutes long. Yeah, they're very strict, and there was like a certain amount. Well, of because performers. there's so many performers, so the show's already. So, right, and isn't there only supposed to be like six people on stage at a time? Or six something? people, no animals. Um. Okay. So anyway, so they have a song, they record it, and get it popular for everyone to watch. And then, how does the voting work? happens in real time so it's broadcasted there now because it's so large there's two days so mm-hmm. there's two qualifiers essentially in the finale yeah and you watch in real time and then they open the phone lines and then people from all the countries it's like american vote. idol you vote yeah and you can vote obviously for your own country but how do they know though well because of the area codes and stuff like what was if i um lived in france but my area codes in sweden because but I that wouldn't there. happen Probably okay, that's probably like so you can't vote for your own country. You can't vote for your own country, but your vision does have a lot of politics around it because, uh, for example, um, these countries carry a lot of their traditions. I think through their songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, Scandinavia. You you know you take Sweden for example. You can't vote for your own country, but the the votes get translated into points. And get divided from 2 to 12, I believe. So there's 2, yeah. 4, 6. And if you watch the movie Eurovision, and if you are interested about this, I would even recommend watching it. It's funny, but it also does explain the voting thing because they showed how um, people voted for Iceland to get to the next round. Yes. And the so what happens a lot of times is the countries can vote for themselves, but the neighboring countries support each other. So, mm. for example... Lithuania, there's a lot of Lithuanians in England and mm-hmm. Ireland. So a lot okay. of times, even though the song is terrible, you rely on those other countries to give you votes. So within Europe, there are so many different regions like Scandinavia. If there's Iceland, you're probably going to get some votes from your, your you know, Swe- you know, Sweden and Denmark and Norway. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of like, yeah, so like politically. Our, uh, our sponsor today is from Denmark. 
which is kind of perfect for this podcast. So maybe they would vote for the other Scandinavian countries. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it, it is a little bit of a... Um, um, it, it's fair, but you can tell that there's some political stuff going on. But anyways, I got some cool, interesting facts okay, about it. Okay, hold on. I also want to say, you may not know, but... Um, uh, oh, shoot. Why am I... can't think of her name right now. The Mamma Mia art... Abba. Yeah. So ABBA actually won Eurovision, and that's how they got super popular across the world was because they won Eurovision, which that's probably, I would say, the most famous winner from Absolutely. Eurovision that you would know. Um, yeah. So yeah, kind of cool. Like They're one, the most like well-known. Yeah, and like sometimes we'll go back and we'll just watch old Eurovision performers and pr- performances, and it's just fun. Like the ABBA ones were, were fun to watch. But so even like, go back and, and it's... Over the years, now let's let's talk about it. when do you think it was the first time that Eurovision was held? Oh, I have no idea. Nineteen fifty. Yeah, close. Nineteen fifty-six. Okay. And that was only like seven countries that participated, so it was very small. Like, Is there any European country that does not participate this to this day? Um, I don't know. I think they all kind of took place, but the, be, but a lot of times. If there is some kind of political thing going on, usually they withdraw or they don't. And they really strict. If you don't like submit your application, they you won't take part for that year. Mm-hmm. So I think they kind of on and off go. Like when Soviet Union collapsed, that's when like all the European, con- like Eastern European countries, start joining in. Mm-hmm. But over times, I think they all kind of boycotted at some point and didn't take part. Um, that's probably because they're just sore losers. Because you know it's hard to win the more the countries are there. Um, so, starting in 56, okay. seven countries, over 54 years, 1,200 songs been done. That's a lot of music. Yeah. Um, who do you think um, is the, the country that's won the most? Sweden. Close. Not Sweden, though. Hmm. They usually have really good music. Sweden really does good. have usually, and Sweden is, like, I think, five-time winner. So that's pretty good track record. Uh, for that many years. And I've been liking the nominees from Israel. Their music's been really good. And I'll have a fun fact about that, but Ireland has been the most, uh, the country with the most wins. Really? From as early as 1970 all the way through 1996. So they haven't really done anything in 2000s, but a lot of it. Do you know if there's been, like, is there countries that's never won? I'm sure. Oh, there's so many. Okay. Lithuania is one of them. They never won. <laughs> they never won, no. Hmm. Um, and then Sweden is with six, Luxembourg, France, Netherlands, and UK share five wins. The biggest loser, which country do you think came in most times in the last place? Oh, Lithuania? No. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Norway. What? Norway came really? in last, like bottom of the all the countries, 11 times. Oh, wow. But they also won three times. So, you know. Yeah. It's, it's just a flip of the coin. Um, some fun facts. In 2009, 125 million people watched it and 100 million votes were casted. I feel cool. like this year is going to have a record amount of people watching it because so many people are home and it's something to do. And now that it's gotten more popular from that movie too last year. Yeah, and last year's competition was canceled. so Yeah, I think it's going to be big. It's, uh, it's a little bit different year. Um, Let's talk about Lithuania. We only participated 20 times, zero wins. Mm. What was the best place you think they scored ever in the history of Eurovision? Like 
Where like they the, the highest we ever scored in like the ranking the ranking um how many part how many countries participate um it just fluctuates i think it's uh in like 50s or okay. something i don't know 30 something no the the top the highest we ever got to the top was number six. Oh wow okay. and that was with the very weird song i played it to you before just six guys saying that they're they're the winners of eurovision Okay. It was a very bold very song silly. and like silly and people booed them every single time they performed. Didn't they like pull their pants off and they were wearing like underwear or something? They, yeah, they yanked their pants and I think it was like sparkly. Yeah, they were, and, but, they and were that's, funny. And that's kind of why your vision is weird because it back then in like the beginning in the 70s, it was all about the music. And like yeah. the, it but was, now it's like about the attention. But now it's about attention. Like there's, <laughs> there's, hi Milo. <laughs> Sorry, that's Milo. Um, there is, you know, and because there's so many countries, some countries can come in with good vocals, mm-hmm. boring performances, and some have terrible vocals, but just like over the top. Like that's why I think I like Daddy because he's funny, his performance is hilarious, and he's actually a really good singer, though. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And he's, and he's a good doing music really writer. good job marketing his new, his new song. He's like releasing all this cool merch. He just released. Um, a game on your um, Apple phone or iOS that you can download, and his um, music video is really funny. Like, guys, Daddy's worth that. If you are not gonna watch Eurovision, but you can vote, vote for Daddy. We want him to win. We're his number one fans. And if he wins competition, the next year's competition does go to Iceland. That would be so cool. So I the would winner love to always vote. gets the honor of hosting next year's um, competition. That, that would make Iceland even more expensive. I know. Let's, uh, let's hope maybe it doesn't Daddy win. don't win. <laughs> and that's how, exactly how the movie was. It's kind of funny how they kind of stick to the plot. Yeah. Um, another fun fact, Celine Dion performed in, in uh, like she was one of the uh, representatives for Switzerland. What? In 1988. Really? She was and in the competition? And she won the competition. Wait, what? And I don't know if Celine Dion was famous at that point. She probably was fairly like, popular yeah maybe not like what she is um, now but you don't so have she competed yeah and not you for don't, France isn't and you she don't, French I don't it doesn't matter you don't have to be I like comp- you don't have to represent the country that you're born in and that's kind of what's cool about it um some of the uh British people represented Lithuania so it's just kind of weird yeah. um the English language was the has the most wins 33 wings and uh, uh wins in English what do you mean? Like, like the song songs was in, in English? English? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. The songs do better if they're in English. I do too. I think so. A lot of songs like that are very um, traditional for that region usually don't do well. But, but I think it's cool that they. But you sing get to their, see, yeah. In their language. The second most one language was French. Mm. I don't know why. And then guess what? Mm. Hebrew is the third. It cool. won three times when they sang in Hebrew. Yeah. Um, that's kind of cool. And I guess the last fact I have, apparently, this is something I didn't know because that's after I left, but Guinness Book of Records, uh, not uh, Eurovision contest won the longest running annual TV music competition. Nice. Yeah, so it's a pretty big deal. People it is. watch it. Um, so, like, what did you do growing up? Like, when it was Eurovision time? Like, so for the Olympics, like, here, mm-hmm. I remember we would, like, make a bunch of fun snacks. Like, we would... I'll watch it together. You have like little parties or like the Super Bowl. Like, what do you do for Eurovision time? Like, what well, did you do growing up? Really, the only memories I have is obviously watching them with my grandparents. Yeah. But I remember like depending where the country's hosting, if it's like 
if it's like in Spain, mm-hmm. Lithuania is like four time zones away. It would be really late at night, mm-hmm. and like I w- was allowed to stay up that late to yeah. watch it. So and you said it was two days. It's casted yeah, it's over two, two days. days, and so there's like the first day they see who gets to go to the finale. Mm-hmm. And the Actually, it might be three finale. days. There's two, I think, semifinals, and then Got they it. go to the finale. So it's a long because you're voting for the music videos they release, right? No, no, you're voting for the performance. But everyone gets to the semifinals. Everyone, every single country that's participating goes through the competition, yeah. like semifinals. Okay. The only times you don't have to go to semifinals if you score really high up previous year. So if and you, you were in like go top to the ten already, yeah, if you're top ten, you just bump up right Got to it. finals next year. Even though it's a completely different artist, that's the that's what's kind of weird about it is that oh. you can have the greatest artist interesting in twenty like Daddy. And right, but and let's say they were top ten in twenty twenty one, they will go back, but it would be completely different like artists. Yeah, it could be complete. It could be, complete, it could be the totally shit care like a song performer, you know. So that's kind of like weird about yeah. it. But like, would do people get excited? Like, you go to like a bar or something and watch it live all together. I don't know. I was pretty young. Uh, I just remember like staying up late and watching it. Mm. Yeah, I'd be curious to see like what people do, like as an adult, like how you watch it. You have like a party or. Yeah. It's a big and deal, it's though. The, and it's becoming more of a show than, like, a, about singing, I feel like. But it yeah. kind of, every year changes. So it's just, it's yeah. hard to kind of keep so track of it. What what are the dates that it's going to be on this year? Do you know? Uh, May. It's in May. You can watch right now um, the music videos. If you just look up Eurovision 2021 on YouTube, you can see a bunch of the performances. Um, most of the countries, I think, already announced who their performer is and the song they choose. Um... But yeah, what are the yeah. dates? 18th, 20th, and the finale is on the 22nd of May. Cool. So and then do you days. know how we can watch it? Uh, VPN it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I have to look it up. Yeah, uh, you can we'll add that to the notes. But um, what is, um, yeah. And cool. Australia is not going to be part of it this year because they're not, what? because of COVID, so they can't really travel. Oh. And that's kind of weird because Australia is, is like 8,000 miles away. But they're um, still far- what year did they join? 2015. I so think they kind of joined because there's because it it is streamed all over the world that they yeah. were like such a big supporters. There was one year that Justin. You don't Tim- have to be in Europe to do it. Yeah, there was one year that Justin Timberlake just performed as like a performer. Not a bunch of American done. performers. So did weird. That. Yeah, it's he's not the only one. It's just so weird that we don't really hear about it here. You think we would? Such a big deal. Yeah, it's like if you because take- it's not like something that's in like one country. It's like all of Europe. Well, I feel like, yeah, if you had, like, a competition in the U.S., it would be, like, you pick each singer for your own state and send yeah. them to something like this. So. Well, cool. So now you know about Eurovision. You guys definitely check it out. It's fun. Um, even if you just watch some of the U- the YouTube videos, but. Yeah, honestly, the YouTube videos are great. Yeah, it's fun. We we made um, our friend Emily <laughs> one time just sit down and watch all the videos. We're like, watch this one, watch this one. But she enjoyed it, too, so. I think you guys will like it. Um, okay, we're going to move on to Shit Careless Says. So this is a portion of the podcast where I read something Careless has said over the past eight years we've been together. I keep a notes tab. And he's going to dig a little deeper into it. So the first one is, I can't stop smiling. It's annoying. This happened at Disneyland. I don't remember. You love Disneyland. He, you He always says, I hate Disney. And he didn't grow up going to Disney because he grew up in Lithuania. Um, but... You love Disney when you come here, even though you say you don't. 
I think I secretly, I think I secretly love Disney. Oh, I know you. But love it. I mean, I wouldn't. I I go. I get it out of my system and I'm done. I don't need to like you go have there fun all there. the time. Yeah, I, I, it's good every once in a while. It's not like I would go like, you like know, I don't multiple times a year. Yeah. Um. Also, right now Milo is trying so hard to get some of the get soup. away from my beet soup, boy. Yeah. Okay. Next one. This was when you were drinking a fresh coconut. We, like, bought a coconut, we cracked it open, and you drank out of it. And you said, brings back memories of drinking in Lithuania. I did drink a lot of coconut in Lithuania. Why? That's so random. I don't know, but my grandpa always would take, like, a, a hammer and a screwdriver and just chisel out the shit out of it. And Which? Two holes. Two holes. Otherwise, it doesn't work. And you literally just drink it right out of it. This is why I should go on Survivor. I could survive on coconut water. Yeah. Which, maybe that's why we talked about, I think, last podcast about you being obsessed with palm trees. Maybe mm-hmm. it digs back into you drinking coconuts yeah, growing maybe. up. And not being able to see the trees, but getting the coconuts. Yeah. But what's weird is, like, so I remember you saying, like, you don't have a ton of things in Lithuania. Like, you didn't have peanut butter or, you know, things like that. But why did you guys have coconuts? Did I? Th- so, my grandma worked for, like, well, I remember that she was, worked for a grocery store. Mm-hmm. And, like bananas did i tell you this ever you've told me this but not on the podcast um like she worked for the i think she was like a general manager of a grocery store Mm -hmm. so bananas oranges fruit like this like top tropical fruit was not a thing in europe or at least in lithuania so she always had the first dips when shipments come through so it was like gold and i always had to i always had a chance to eat bananas which is so crazy because it's like 20 cents here then why did you have Coconut. And, and I think she would get coconuts once in a while. Mm. But, you know, I drank coconut water before it was trendy and cool like it is now, so. Oh, yeah, you little Lithuanian hipster. I was ahead of the trend there. Um, okay, what's our Lithuanian word of the day? Uh, let's say soup. Okay, I already mentioned this before, but we'll, we'll be the official one. Mm-hmm. So, soup is suruba. Suruba. Yeah, I love that word. Suruba. And so, let's see. How would we say beet soup? Oh, uh, beets. Oh, I don't even know how to say beets anymore. Oh. Okay, what about potato soup? Uh, bulvu suruba. Isn't it bulve? Well, but you got to change the endings. But bulvu suruba. Bulvu suruba. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys know so far, hello, which is labas, goodbye, which is a ta, suruba, soup, um... What, what was egg? We learned egg. Kyoshine. Can you stop eating the soup? <laughs> like, he's stuffing his mouth, which is like, you shouldn't do that when you're filming a podcast. Eat the soup afterwards. So good. And then what else did we learn the first episode? Schwa. What's that? Milo. Dog? Mm-hmm. Schwa? Yep. Oh, which, by the way, my niece said that perfect. My sister took a video of her listening, and she said it perfectly. She is so good at Lithuanian. She, like, could say your last name perfect before yeah, any of us could. Yeah, she did have the talent, yeah. We're like, what the heck? Also, it cracks me up. One time we were watching my nieces when they were, like, five and two, and the five-year-old at the time came to Carolus and was like, Carolus, sometimes I don't understand what you're saying because you're speaking Spanish, and we just were dying. And she meant, like, an accent, but to her it sounded like Spanish or something. Yeah. It was so funny. And that same trip, too, um, to get the two-year-old to go to sleep, Carolus would, like, she would cry, and he'd be like, go to bed, you know, try to put her to sleep. 
he'd start speaking to her in Lithuanian. Yeah. And she would look at him like, what? And then she'd just fall asleep. It worked really well. What sure. did you say to her? I think I just randomly start saying words in Lithuanian just so I can, like, distract her from crying. Hilarious. So maybe learn some Lithuanian and uh, you can get your kids to fall asleep if they can't Or fall just asleep. ask me, I'll look forward to and send you a recording. Were you really? Mm, maybe. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, well, I think that's all we have for today. Um, so I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you enjoy listening, please um, review us and rate us in um, Apple Podcasts. It really helps us get higher on the rankings, and it's always fun to read your guys' reviews you leave for us. Um, and we'll leave in the notes about Nord Green. Once again, you can use Pilot's W for 15% off your purchase. Thanks, sponsors. Uh-huh. And then um, we'll put the beet soup recipe in there, and we'll put Daddy's music video because from last year. So funny. Um, and then practice your Lithuanian. We expect you guys all to know how to say Soruba and Labis. So if you ever come to our house, you can say Labis. Where's the Sruba? <laughs> um, but yeah, anything to say, Careless? No. All right. Well, thanks for joining, guys, and we will see you next time. Atta! You can.